Welcome to Everything Imaginable, a podcast for curious minds. KGRA Radio. Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. My name is Gary Cacciolillo, your host, and today we have Artie Hoffman, celebrity psychic. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. It really is. Not every day I get a celebrity psychic on my podcast. Really? I'm amazed by that. <laughs> I'm amazed by that statement. Yeah, I mean, I get psychics, but not celebrity psychics. Oh, um, so how did you discover that you were psychic? Um, I woke up one morning on my birthday, and there was a big box in my living room. And I asked my mother, I said, what's that? And she goes, that's your gift. And I said, ever since then, I had the gift. <laughs> so I carried it with me ever since. No. So, uh, no, I was about 27 years old. And I was a little frustrated in my life. And I'm um, having a con- Everything was going great in my life. You know, as uh-huh. far as my job, my ma- when I was married at the time, my marriage. I had everything going right for me. Her family loved me. My family loved her. You know, we traveled. It was good, but yet I still felt unfulfilled inside. Something was missing. I didn't know what it was, but it was missing. And I'm having a little conversation with God, and I said, God, something's not right here. And I said, I feel like I have an empty heart or something. Something's not right. I said, I need answers, and I need clear answers. And I said, when you bring them to me, please don't scare the hell out of me. And so anyway, I uh, go into my kitchen a day later. And I'm going through my junk mail. And um, there was a postcard that said, how would you like to develop your psychic ability and intuitiveness? Come to the Edgar Casey Foundation for this one weekend seminar. <laughs> so I looked at it and I said, oh, wow, that's interesting. I didn't know you could learn how to do it. I thought either you had it or you didn't. Right. So I asked my wife, who was my wife at the time, I said, you want to go to this? It looks interesting. She goes, nah. She goes, I don't even really care. She goes, you, you can go if you want. She goes, I don't want to do it. I said, all right. So anyway, I ended up going and uh, for that weekend. And they taught you how to open up your heart and mind to be 100% unconditional. And there's about 50 of us in one large room from all different parts of the country. So people were telling me how accurate I was. And I was like blown out of the water that I'm able to tell somebody something who I never met before. I could tell them a little something about themselves. Wow. And literally just about trusting your gut instincts. You know, you're just sitting there and you're waiting for thoughts and messages, images just appear in your head and your thoughts, just share it with the person. And sometimes it doesn't come through like black and white. You know, sometimes it comes metaphorically, like sometimes I'll see an image of something and that image means something. It doesn't mean it's, it is what it is. You know, uh, an example, like if all of a sudden I start picturing a cemetery, it doesn't mean that someone's gonna die. Uh, it could mean like the end of a new era in your life. It could mean that you're ending a job, but starting a new job. Um, you know, so there's different symbols, different images for different situations. Right. So, um, I was reading for friends and family. So when I got home, I was reading for friends and family for a few years. And again, people were telling me how accurate I was. And then I got to a point in my life because of some of my investments that I was making, I needed to, to earn some extra cash because I, I was down some money and I needed to earn some extra cash to make up the difference. And so I'm sitting on my couch and saying, what else can I do other than my regular job? 
And then I thought to myself, I said, you know what? I know how to do readings. I said, I'll throw an ad in the paper. And it said, if I don't pull through, no charge. Because I didn't want people to think that I'd be ripping them off or anything. Money back guarantee. Yeah. And I didn't want, like I said, I, I didn't want people to think that, you know, I was a ripoff and I didn't want money to be an issue with my readings. Like there was no pressure on me because of money. And I'm asking for more money than I've ever made before in my life. So it turns out that 90% of the people paid me and my career just took off like a bat out of hell. And, um, yeah, so, and, and then the rest is history. I just, so right now it's 32 years later and wow. I've read for over 32,000 people in my life. And, you know, I've been on Fox TV and out of Philadelphia, I've been on all different radio stations and, uh, Trump casinos. I was there also. And, you know, and so it's, it's pretty cool. Amazing. Um, there you go. So, so was it hard to transition from like doing individual readings to standing in front of a crowd of like a thousand people or more? Um, actually it's different. But was it difficult? Is it difficult for me to speak in front of a crowd or read for a crowd? No, it's not. It really isn't. When I was about, when I was about, mm, say about 27, all the way up to my early 30s, I tried to do stand-up comedy in in New York City. And sometimes I was good, and sometimes I sucked. But <laughs> I was too conscientious being up on stage, just trying to naturally be funny, like. Normally, I'm known as being a funny guy, literally, you know, throughout all the school years, my friends, family, everyone who knows me, you know, if you were to describe me, it would say nice guy and a funny guy. And that's, that's me. So, um, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, uh, I thought I asked you about uh, getting up in front of like thousands of people. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so, so when I was doing stand up, when I was doing stand up, um, you know, it was all about me. Was I funny? Do I look good? Did I say it right? Did I, you know, there's too much thinking, way too much thinking and not flowing. See, now when I get up in front of a crowd for spirituality, it has nothing to do with me. All it is, it, it has to do with the information that I want to share with the audience. So I take myself out of the equation. So even though I am um, in front of the audience and everyone's looking at me, it, I don't worry or care what people think about me. It's not about me. It's about me sharing the information. That's why people are there to see me. Yes, they want to see me. They know me as who I am, but they're also more in interested in what I have to say. And so mm. I'm, sharing, I'm sharing beautiful thoughts and beautiful words to the audience in regards to life, spirituality, psychic stuff, romance, uh, people's health and well-being. You know, I'm also, besides being a psychic, I'm also a medium. A medium is someone who communicates to the dead. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm also uh, a life coach. Wow. So I get images on what's going on in people's lives. And um, I don't always know the extreme detail, but I know the underlying problems or issues of what's going on or what's the situation. Interesting. I just uh, interviewed a psychic yesterday and his take on it was he way he did it was like he goes being a psychic and spirituality are two separate things mm, uh, i kind of have different view on that one yeah yeah um put it this way 
to be psychic, you have to understand to be a psychic. My, even though my license plate says, I just know it literally <laughs> says, I just know I really don't know Jack crap about anybody or about anything. The only reason why I know as much as I do is because the spiritual world is sharing all the information with me uh -huh. and because of their love, because of their wisdom, I'm able to share the information with the public or the individual, you know? So to me, psychic ability has everything to do with spirituality because if you don't think, I mean, you might not believe in God or whatever, who knows? I don't know what this other fella is. I can't speak on his behalf, what his belief system is, but I mean, all the information, whether I'm doing mediumship or whether I'm doing psychic work, um, it all comes from the spiritual world. And I do everything with the best of intentions. And I say my prayers every day, you know, for, for love and, and, and protection uh -huh. and for wisdom and all that. And so it's, I always give credit to the Holy Spirit and to the angels and, and loved ones who have passed away. Thank you so much for giving me all this information, Interesting. you know. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't come from me. So it's like you saw the movie Ghost. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm Whoopi Goldberg. And the spiritual world is Patrick Swayze. All right. I'll, no, be Patrick. Patrick, I'll be Patrick Swayze. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so Patrick Swayze is sharing all the information with Whoopi Goldberg. And Whoopi Goldberg is telling Demi Moore and everybody else what's going on. It's not that she knows. It says that Patrick Swayze is telling her all the information. And I yeah. told everybody it was a lot like school for me. If I wasn't getting messages from my friends, I wasn't passing the test. I had, my, I had a lot of help from my friends to help pass the test. I sucked at school. <laughs> you know, so it's the same thing with the spiritual world. I put my prayers out there. God gives me the answers. The angels give me the answers. Spirit God gives me answers. Loved ones gives me the answers. So when they whisper in my ear or, or, or communicate into my thoughts, I share all the information with what I got. Great. So check this out. This just happened to me yesterday um, because I have to promote my podcast. I joined all these Facebook groups and I know because you know, I interview a lot of psychics and mediums, I joined a whole bunch of those groups and somebody said, Oh, just post something here. And if I connect with it, I'll give you a free reading. So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. And <clears throat> about three, three or four hours later, I get a message from this person saying, Hey, um, you know, I got, does, does anybody um, that's in the spirit realm say, hey, Gar? And I was like, whoa, that's, my mom always would say that. Whenever she wanted to get my attention, that's what she would say. And I said, yeah. And she told me, like, she goes, oh, well, your, your mom is always with you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it was well, just so random to get, I was like, wow. It's reassuring hey, to Gar. Hey, Gary Meister. Hey, <laughs> now it's always interesting to get thoughts and images and messages like spontaneously and um you know um like for some reason it's like right now i'm picking up on the number 12 or 21 that seems to be significant um it's when somebody passed somebody's birthday the anniversary of let's um, see i would have to say 12 was my 21 was my dad's birthday was, okay. Uh, June 21st. Okay. Yeah. I knew 21 meant something to you. For some reason, I just started seeing numbers around you. Although you're I saying, don't... Artie, how about the lottery? 
but I don't think he would hang around me too much <laughs> like that. <laughs> See, you have to understand when you're in the spiritual world, uh, you don't carry all the animosities. Really? I mean, he's not that, like pissed off at me anymore. No, 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 no. When you're in the spiritual world, your judgments go away. Because everything in the spiritual world is um, totally unconditional. I mean, there are people who do have their issues, don't get me wrong. But you look at life through different eyes when you're in the spiritual world. Uh, the best way that I could describe it, it's like the movie Scrooge. Mm -hmm. You know, when he goes and he has a near-death experience and he's over on the other side with, his, with the Reaper. And uh, he's showing him his past, present, and future. So when you take a really good look at the meaning of your life and the cause and effect that you've had on other people's lives, it humbles you. So, you know, they say, you ever hear the expression, your life, when you die, your life will flash before you? Yeah. That's true. So what happens is that when you die, you get a chance to experience how you affected every single person in your life so you could understand the importance of all your and the importance of who you are and the importance of your actions. Wow. So That's... you get a chance to feel the same feelings, what you gave to other people. Mm -hmm. So your dad acknowledges the fact of how he made you feel. And he's very apologetic actually. Wow. And he said, I'm very sorry for judging you. And he goes, it had nothing to do with you. He goes, that was my own self-limited beliefs. My, my belief system was very limited. And he goes, I was very narrow-minded. And he goes, I really never gave you a fair shake. And he goes, I was more self-absorbed than having family values. He goes, you didn't deserve that. And he goes, and I apologize. Wow. And he literally just said, I hope you forgive me. And uh, he said, you're a good kid. He goes, just keep on moving in the direction you're going. And he says, you're going to be fine. He says, you don't have to try to meet up to my expectations or my feelings or thoughts. He says, just you being you is good enough and just know that I support you for who you are. Wow. And that's sort of like the same message that the person yesterday gave me from my mom. So I guess they're just both with me and be still being supportive of me. Yeah, they are. That's incredible. Um, do you think uh, like after people pass, it's like, it's almost like uh you feel something that can feel closer to them after they're gone than when they were alive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For what I just said right now. Yeah. So, so a suggestion that I want to give to you so that you could feel a close relationship with both your parents. Um, I want you to start to journal, start okay. to journal your thoughts and write letters to your dad or write letters to your mom. Let them know how you feel. Let them know what your day is about. Let them know what you're doing tomorrow or what you plan to do. Or can you please send me a sign? You know, write whatever it is you want to convey to them. And they're reading it in the moment that you're writing it. Okay. I'll give that a try. All right. And you're going to find it very healing for you when you start to journal and you're talking to your parents through writing. Hmm. And then you're going to see that you're going to get more signs and messages from your mom and from your dad. And there's okay. something about a special message you're going to get or some kind of acknowledgement that's going to remind you of your mom or dad. And it has to do with why you're at the Home Depot. Oh. Damn, I hate going to Home Depot. <laughs> Why? Why? Is that um, too much money? 
Well, not that because when I go to Home Depot, that usually means I'm doing some type of chore for my wife that I don't want to do. Well, <laughs> there you have it. Maybe you should start appreciating and wanting to do that type of work. Maybe that's why the spiritual world is showing me to re to connect. When you're in a when you're in a relationship, it's all about wanting to not only be your own individual self. But the whole purpose about being into a relationship is about wanting to please one another and to make the other person happy. True. And, when, and, and so it was funny. So one of my clients, many, many years ago, when I, I have a window cleaning power washing business besides doing this full time. And it's called Peeping Tom's Window Cleaning. <laughs> so many years ago, I was talking with one of my clients and he was a vice president of Merck, one of a major pharmaceutical company. Yeah. And well, they have lots of vice presidents, but he was one of them back in the day. Yeah, it's a huge and, place. Yeah. And he looked, acted, and sounded just like Elton John. He reminded Ooh. me very much so of Elton John. And he was English too. So he said to me, he goes, Artie. He goes, remember this. He goes, make sure you keep your wife happy because she's either going to be 90% of your happiness or 90% of your misery. So pick your choice. <laughs> <laughs> a happy wife is a happy life. It's true. See, but also if you feel resentful when you're helping out someone, that means you feel like you're not being supported or loved or appreciated. And you got to speak your mind and your truth about yeah. that. You know, you're not being supported. So that's why it's, it, it could be agitating for you when you're doing something for her or a chore or whatever, but it, it's not just about doing it for her. It's also about doing it for yourselves because you both live in the same house, I assume. Yeah, we do. It, it's just, I really suck at plumbing. So hire someone or, or find somebody who knows somebody if you don't know somebody directly. Exactly. That's what I have to do. Damn you know? toilet. <laughs> Just do what my father did. Just get lots of masking tape, mask tape, everything. It, that's the way I am. If I can't fix it with duct tape and a hammer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this TV is not working. Get the hammer. Let me hit it a few times. Yep. Either way, it fixes it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But you want to know something. It's just very smart just to get somebody who knows what they're doing and just do it. Just get yeah. it done. You know, rather than, you know, procrastination is the fast, is the slowest way to success. Right. And so rather than looking at it and hearing about it day after day after day after day, just take care of it right away. Anytime you got a problem or a solution, you want to take care of it right away so it's no longer a problem or a solution. Right. So, so that means I have to, probably after this episode, I'm going to have to mow the lawn. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably and make sure you do a good job and you edge along the sides just don't do it just to make it look like blah you want to take pride in everything that you do if you're gonna if you can't put your signature on something you did or you're doing then don't do it you want to be able to if you're going to do something do it right it's the same thing with this show if you're going to do something you got to do it right do whatever it takes to be successful right you know you put your heart and soul into it put pride into everything and anything like a garden, it's going to grow. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, if you give a half-ass effort, it's going to wilt. True. Absolutely. You uh, know? Yeah, definitely. Um, when you speak with, with, with spirits, uh, 
one of the questions I almost ask everybody who's a medium, um, if people have passed on and gone on into a, another realm, how did, how, why is it that there's ghosts here in this realm that seem to be stuck? Um, well, there's many different reasons why somebody would want to stick around. Uh, number one, if somebody dies an instant death, they don't even realize they're dead sometimes. They're, they're, they're stuck. They're, they're, you know, it, it will take their guardian angels. Everyone has guardian angels around them 24-7. Uh-huh. You know, uh, they will help you. You're allowed to ask your angels a thousand times a day for whatever it is you want, and they'll be there to help you. So when you go over to the other side and there are people who are stuck, it's because they are literally afraid to move on to go over to the other side. Or sometimes they feel their loved ones really need their help. So they'll stay here to help them. So, so there's still, because somebody else needs help. Yeah, or there's sometimes there are, there are upset or angry souls with their lives that are so ruined that they remain stuck. And so therefore they keep on repeating the same action over and over and over again. You'll see them walking the same the same hallway, up and down, up and down, the same right. steps, up and down, up and down. They'll, they'll hit the door every time, you know, at a certain amount of time and stuff. It's just that, you know, they're upset. You know, everybody has their own reasons. Everyone has their own reasons. Makes but on the majority, on the majority, like people like your folks and most spirits, people, when you cross over to the other side, you really, you let go of your judgments and your anger because they were all earthly. It doesn't hold the same over on the other side. So how about like reincarnation? What about it? There is reincarnation when you're life there after is. life. Yeah, 100%. There's, you've been here many times before and you'll be here quite a few times thereafter. And the reason why we come to earth is because we're here to learn and to understand. We already know everything. Now we need to experience as souls. We're going to experience about unconditional love. Uh -huh. over here. We're going to learn about patience, about forgiveness, about compassion, about blind faith. You know, and the only way that we could learn about all these sinews in life is to experience challenges to help us deal with it. You know, yeah. all of life is nothing more than a perception. Interesting. Every Everything is as big as it is, and everything's as small as it is, as far as the problems go. The bottom line is the situation, it still is what it is. Yeah. It only, it only is what it is according to the energy you give it. So if you really allow a situation or a person to really bug the shit out of you, uh -huh. then, yeah, it's, you're going to have a problem. You have an issue. But if you look at the same situation and say, you know what? It's resolvable. I'll take care of it or no worries, no problem, we'll deal with it, or thank God we have insurance, or whatever, whatever. Uh -huh. So you just take it with a grain of salt. But that's the secret to life. All of life is a perception. Right. Kind and of so like, it, so kind it gives like you the quality of life. Your free will chooses mm -hmm. to how to deal with a person or a situation. Kind of like me, um, like I can either look at it as I have to mow the yard, or I want to mow the yard. Right, because you want, it, you want to upkeep your own place. You want, you want to show yourself well. 
if you make something a chore, it's a chore. If you, if you put a different mindset to it, then it's not so bad. So just change the way we frame things. Exactly. Look at it more as a pleasure or how great your place is going to look after it's done. Or just be like, damn, I'm lucky to have a yard. That's right. You got to appreciate. And the more care and love you put into someone or something, the more you're going to get the best out of it for them. That's, that's, that's some good wisdom there. Ah, Confucius. <laughs> um, do you ever do like, uh, um, like predictions? You know, like if I asked you like, that's what I do for a living. <laughs> well, how, how about like, all right, who's, who's going to win the election? You really want to know? Yeah. Trump. Hmm. That might be a good thing, I guess. I think if he lost, it would be a civil war. Yeah, no, but he is going to, it's not my political, it's not my political decision one way or another, who I, whether I like Trump or whether I like Trump or I hate Trump, it has nothing mm -hmm. to do with it. The bottom line is Trump is a hundred percent going to win. He's meant to win. There's no mistake about it. I don't even, I don't even feel like it's going to be a close race. Wow. And all the numbers that people see Biden winning, those are all fake numbers. Really? Um, is there really some kind of dark state at work in the United States? Like, a, you know, like, like he says? Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. What, what is their agenda? Is it just greed? Yes. Greed, power, control. That's what it's about. Greed, power, and control has nothing to do with humanity anymore unfortunately that's that's when life was great when when uh the politicians or back in the day or people the polit politics is no longer people for the people that that ship has sailed a while ago yeah. politics is about for myself by myself and for the people who i care about personally but as far as for the overall general public no, they don't care. It's all about their own power and greed. That's most politicians. And the politicians who do try to do a great thing, they can't, be, they can't do what they're set out to do because they won't get funding if you don't follow along with the plan or the game, according to the politicians. So you're not allowed to have your own voice or own opinion. Otherwise, they'll take whatever you got going on. Do you think that will ever change? Uh, well, do I think it will ever change? No, I, I feel like it's just, no. Life as we once knew it won't ever be the same. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of a bummer. It I is. Always, I always was hoping that somehow we would, um, I don't know, move more towards living spiritual lives and less of a consumer life. In that, res in, in that respect, yeah, a lot more people are becoming a lot more spiritual because of this. They need, they need spirituality. They need, you know, there are good things that come out of bad situations. But as far as, let's just say the year 2021 and the year 2022 are going to be extremely challenging for the public, unless if you're filthy rich. Uh -huh. The filthy rich won't, won't get affected as much. But the, the middle folks and the and people of the lower social uh, status, 
um, they're going to be struggling big time uh, for the next couple of years. And then in 2023, things are going to improve by tenfold. Okay. But things um, are going to get, get a little, get uh, worse before they get better. Okay. Uh, are they going to come out with a vaccine this year for COVID-19? Mm. No. Will it actually be a vaccine? Mm. I don't think so. I don't think it'll actually be a vaccine vaccine. I don't think they already have the cure for it. There's already a cure for it. It's just, they don't want it to be. Okay. Again, it's about politics and control. This, this whole COVID thing is all about power and, and politics. It's not about the disease. Is it a biological weapon? Yeah. Was it Man created made. by us or was it created by China? China. Did they send it here because they were pissed off at Trump for the tariffs? Oh, everyone's pissed off at Trump for whatever reason, just about, you know, whatever. So whatever. some kind of revenge, probably. It's total revenge. Total revenge. Hmm. Absolutely. 100%. But Biden's not going to win, I'll tell you that. But they have nothing to do with spirituality. I mean, come on. They closed all the churches. Yeah. You know? I mean, that, that's a sin. I mean, you allowed Costco's. You allowed the food stores to be open. You felt, you know, all right, so you feed your body, but what about feeding your soul? Right. Well, I don't know. Like, like down here where I live, like, like I'm a Buddhist, and they, they're always, the, the Christians are always trying to close down the Buddhist center here. Yeah. Because they don't want anybody here that doesn't believe what they believe. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's not, it's not unconditional. It's not unconditional. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, I thought that stuff would have went away like 3,000 years ago. Uh, you would hope. <laughs> you would hope. But no, 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 no. You have, your, you have plenty of, plenty of, plenty of really good people that are here plenty of plenty of great people right. it's just that the uh, media just only advertises the bad so they make it seem like everyone and everything is bad everything sucks and that's really not the case they only advertise the small percentage of what sucks i mean the overall circumstances suck yeah but um when it comes to people there are a lot more good people than bad but the media is only advertising the bad the negative to bring everyone else down so they could have more control out of fear. Cool. Well, I mean, so, that's not cool, but the answer makes sense to me. And I'm glad yeah. to know that there's a lot more good people than bad people. There are a lot more good people than bad people. And, you know, it's like, it, it takes me off. So when I'm out in public, if I'm not wearing a mask, cause I'm very anti-mask and I'm very uh, anti-social distancing. I'm the direct opposite. Uh, you know, I'm all about love thy neighbor. So, you know, I mean, when I go into a store, I wear the mask only because I have to, because for me to get served or whatever, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, it's, you know, like I said, love thy neighbor. It, it doesn't, you know, I mean, I understand we got the COVID stuff. So I believe in the mask under the circumstances of people, if you're elderly or you're sickly, mm -hmm. you wear the mask. Um, if you're not in good health or if you're way, way, way overweight, you should be wearing the mask also because your immune system is down. If your body's not in good health, 
your immune system is down. Yeah. So you want to protect yourself. But other than that, on the majority, listen, you know, you got the flu, you got pneumonia, you got cancer, you got heart disease, you got all this other crap going on out there. You know, so right now you have the corona. It's, it's it just throw it on the pile of all the other crap. It doesn't surpass the others. It's true. You know, it, all the numbers are doctored up or numbered up. Yeah. Um, well, since you're new, from New Jersey and I'm from New Jersey, um, how about 9-11? Since tomorrow is 9-11. Um, I've had did, a lot of people visit me did, from 9-11. Did, did, they, uh, did the government know that it was going to happen before it happened? 1,000%. The government was a part of it. The government they, knew it. They were 100% a part of it. They knew right. it. They allowed it to happen. They wanted it to happen. So they could go to war? Yes. It gave us a reason to go over to the Mideast so we could have more control of oil or whatever it was. It's all so politics, power, and control. So they're not, af they're not afraid to kill their own people then? No. Hmm. Well, I guess that explains what happened with Building 7. Yeah. Um, wow, that's pretty heavy, actually. Uh, let's see. What else can I think of? I want to ask you an outlandish one. Do you mind if I ask you something outlandish? Ask. All right. Aliens, do they exist? And have they been here? 100% and 100%. Wow. Are there, more yeah, than one, are, are there more than one type of alien? Yeah, there's other types of aliens, yeah. But, yeah, they live all over America. They live all over the, the world. They live all over the different countries, yeah. Few are good. Some are good. Some are bad, really bad. And then others are really good. You know, UFOs have been spotted for many, 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 many years. Yeah. Pilots have discovered it. Government knows they exist. Do you think, so, does, yeah. does the government interact with them? Yes. Wow. Like, I always suspect, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a believer in aliens because I think there has to be. Um, on that same topic, is the human race older than what we think it is? Say that again. The human race. Like, what a, about lot of it? a lot of people say it goes back maybe, I don't know, something like 30 or 40,000 years. Yeah, I wasn't there at the time, so. <laughs> it's, all, it's all theory. Yeah. It's all theory. How about you know, Let's put it this way. What was first, the chicken or the egg? It's like the chicken was first. Mm -hmm. An egg cannot be, cannot be created without the chicken. And that's the same thing with humans. Humans were brought here from different, from different um, planet, from different entity, from different uh, uh, worlds. Started this is what I believe because it's simple. An infant cannot take care of itself. Mm -hmm. So to start life, there needed to be people to start life at a certain age and they came from a different arena, a different planet, a different area. So, you know, 
to say that, you know, the big bang theory and life started and, you know, no, it was all spiritually created. It was all, all right. created by God. And people say, no, it's all science. You can add science. There's no God. It's science. And of course there's God, that God exists. 100% God exists. Spiritual exists. Angels exist. They show themselves all the time, you know, yeah. because like I said, um, all right, so the physical body is, is the physical. That could be science. You know, uh -huh. nat nature created. It could be science. However, but emotions are not science. Emotions are not science. Emotion is real. Emotions are you and me. Emotions are everybody. Yeah. Emotions. That has nothing to do with science. It was created by this wonderful, beautiful spirit we, we know as God. And we can't, in our small minds, in our small brains, we can't understand the vastness of the beauty and the greatness of God for everything of who or he, she is. You know, I say he just as a reference. Right. So, you know, is there a God? Yes. Is there a heaven? Yes. Are there angels? 100%. You know, as far as how it all started, damned if I know I wasn't there at the time at the beginning when it started. <laughs> I missed the train on that one. I really wanted to be there and I overslept. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I, I think. Um, but, you know, to have a the sun. To have the sun, it's like what? I think it's like nine, uh, I don't know, 930 million miles away or something. I don't know. It, it's, it's pretty far out there, the sun. And um, to be that distant away, millions and millions and millions, hundreds of millions of miles away, to be that far away and to warm the earth and that it doesn't come too close to burn us up or too far away to where we freeze our asses off. Yeah, the, the placement of the planet is pretty amazing. It is. And the fact that we have a moon, too. The sun, the moon, the ocean, everything. It's, it's amazing. It is. I mean, the, 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 I mean the, just to think that just to think that the ocean is not overflowing if the billions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions, and trillions of gallons of, 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 of water. Uh-huh. You know, it, it's mind-boggling. It is. That it just stays where it's at, all the lakes. All that. I mean, yes, there's tsunamis. Yes, there are moments where, with, with tornadoes or with, where it does overflow and stuff but it doesn't happen on a regular, regular, regular basis. But there is order, yeah. you know, to have all the airplanes lift up to bring us where it brings us, all the cars and all the roadways that were created. I mean, granted, it's created by, you know, but it was by the, you know, by the good grace of God to help guide us with the right minds, the right people to think of this. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's brilliant, you know. These, these are beautiful spirits, just like Jesus just like Moses, just like Mother Teresa, just like all these other beautiful souls that came into our world, John Lennon, to teach us about love and about, you know, to be righteous, to be human. You know, it's amazing to have these people like Henry Ford to, cre to create the car. How do you think of that? And, and to think to put gasoline into a car to cause combustion, to make an engine run, to make a car go. Right. It's like mind-blowing, you know? 
And you think that the Egyptians, like, you know, the, the Egyptians actually built the, um, the, um, the Sphinx and the, and the uh, pyramids back mm -hmm. in the day to have that technology? That, those were entities that, from different planets that helped make that happen. It wasn't by people. No one could lift that. There's no machinery today on Earth that can move those rocks. And, to, and not to mention, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect in shape and size. Perfect. You know, there's too many dynamic circumstances. Millions, not thousands, millions of situations. could be even more than that. That is so intricate in detail. The human body, you know, when you think about to have enough food in the ocean to not only serve all of mankind around the world on a regular basis, on a daily basis, you don't think that there's a spirit known as God that helped manifest this so that there's enough for everybody, enough water, enough fish. There's enough fish to feed the fish besides <laughs> feeding the humans. The fish have to eat. And they eat hundreds of pounds of fish a day, these whales. Yeah. That's why they're the size of whales because they eat so much, <laughs> you know? But, you know, all the fish in the sea that feed us and that feed on each other and stuff, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's, 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 it, it's such a blessing. And I honestly, honestly feel sorry for everybody who truly can't appreciate the beauty and the existence of God. I really feel sorry for them. The people who are not believing in God or believe in his existence or whatever. Uh -huh. These are the ones that are usually angry, depressed, hurting, who don't believe in God because you disconnect. I'm going to give you a good example of what I mean by that. Okay. So let's, we're at the ocean. You and I were standing at the ocean and each drop of water carries the full entire DNA of the entire ocean. Each drop of water carries the DNA and the understanding of the entire ocean. And each soul, each person represents a drop of water. Mm -hmm. When you look at the entire ocean, the entire ocean is God because we're all a part of God. And so therefore, when you have this beautiful force of energy of the ocean, when you're a part of that, when you're a drop of water and a part of the big, uh, in, the, in the big picture of life, you have all these resources that can work for you. Now, if you were to take a cup, say a regular drinking cup, right. and you put it in the ocean. So if I was to look at you, before I move ahead, so if I was to look at you and I said to you, Garrett, what, would you or would you not agree that the ocean is a powerful force of nature. I would agree. Of course. Now, if you take a cup and put it in the ocean, all right, right. now the water that's in the cup is powerless because you separated the water from the uh -huh. beautiful force of nature. And that's what people do when they separate themselves from spiritualities, separate themselves from God, separate themselves from other people or whatnot. They separate and they, they become more individualized. So they, a lot of times they feel powerless. Or even if they are 
let's say, able to manifest monetary gains, but inside uh -huh. a lot of times they'll be empty. But if you were to take this water and throw it back into the ocean, now that water is again a part of the entire picture, a part of the entire force of life itself, of the ocean. And the ocean is God. So when you make yourself a part of that, even when you're at your lowest lows, uh -huh. that's when you need to believe in more. That's when you need to put your prayers out there and to believe in more. So, so do you, so praying actually works, you think? Yeah, it, it definitely 100%. It's a clinical fact. It's a spiritual fact and a, a clinical fact because uh -huh. it was proven that when people are preyed upon, when their friends or family prey upon a person or anybody preys upon a person before surgery, a hundred percent of the times does much better after surgery than the people who are not prayed for. So what exactly is praying? Is praying asking for a favor or is it sending love? Both. I would love this favor to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. You're sending loving energy. You're nurturing. You're nurturing the situation. You're nurturing the soul. So again, if you have a garden, you have two separate gardens. Right. You have one to the left filled with sunflowers, and you have uh, a garden to the right filled with roses and daisies. And if you feed them, they're going to continue to grow. And if you don't feed them, they're going to wilt. It just won't happen on its own. So when you give someone emotionally or physically nurturing, loving care, they will always do better. They will become strong. When you are just being an introvert, you're just into yourself and you're not a part of your family. You're not a part of society. You're not a yeah. part of friends. You're not a part of, and it's just you. You're going to walk around lonely, depressed. Everything gets harder to do because you're a one man show. But when you use the force of nature to work in your favor, emotionally and physically, monetarily, everything goes your way lovingly. Mm -hmm. uh, some people have to work harder at it than others, and it all has to do with each individual's karma. Right. And, and probably lessons that we have to learn, too. Probably each exactly. of us have like, different things that we have to learn. I always tell people, you know, like when we come here to Earth, and I told you we're learning about love, compassion, and, and uh, unconditional, unconditional love, and blind faith, and patience and i always tell people if you want to become a good boxer you better learn to take a good ass kicking <laughs> so if you want to spiritually grow which is what we all want to do on a subconscious level a conscious level subconscious level yeah we all want to grow spiritually and the only way we're able to grow spiritually is by going through these experiences of what we're going through mm -hmm. so so it's actually easier probably to go through life accepting the painful stuff and not being afraid to walk into painful situations rather than trying to run from them all the time. Yeah. If you run from your problems, never go away. They only get bigger because you're, you're, you're creating it. Like I said, the faster you take care of a problem or a situation, the faster they go away. Just like it's harder to mow the lawn when the grass is really high. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's when you start hiring or buying billy goats 
Yeah, I've, I've actually considered great. that. <laughs> we can do that here. <laughs> so, but do it right the first time and then just maintain it thereafter. You got to make it a priority. Anytime you make anyone or anything a priority, then it will, it will manifest. It will, it will become better and better when you give someone or something and a positive energy. Now, sometimes some people are so broken, no matter what you give them, no matter how much you give them, you're still not going to get anything from them. So that's up to your choice. Do you still want to be a part of that person or situation? Yeah. If they're not, after you've given your all, when you know that you've really given it a solid effort to be loving, caring, nurturing, helpful in whatever way, if it's not being reciprocated or appreciated in any level, then that's up to you. Do you want to continue to work with a dead battery but there are people who are just on a low spell but when you start nurturing them they start growing uh -huh. like tools. some of them are at the point of no return and other people they have a chance to really become a much better person or a much better partner or whatever whether it be personal or business right um do you, do you think well so one of the best ways to grow is by just helping other people yeah, that's the most religious thing that you could do <laughs> is to be kind to your fellow man. Yeah, I it's think just so it's just as important as prayer, yeah, if not more, is to be loving and kind to your fellow man. How about being like like non-judgmental? Yeah, same thing. Yeah. It's just like when I say when I say be kind to your fellow man, when you're being kind to others, you're actually investing in your own soul. You're making your own self-worth that much beautiful, that much more beautiful, that much worthy, that much awesome. <laughs> when you're helping out other people. But sometimes people help out other people too, too much, and they end up depleting their own value. And right. that's where it's not good because everything is a balance. That's why a lot of people are struggling emotionally or financially. They give so much to their family or friends they give too much to them they, by over-enabling them that they, they've taken on the responsibilities of everybody else's crap. So yeah, if, you could afford, if you could afford to give, whether it be money, time, or energy to other people, so long as it's not hurting, hurting your life, it might be inconvenient, but as long as it's not really hurting your life, then by all means, you do what you got to do to help someone out especially if they're trying to get ahead. Some people aren't trying to get ahead and they just want people to take care of them. They feel entitled. And that's when right. you're really screwed. Right. Do you think that some people are kind of like spiritual vampires? 100%. Yeah. I have, yeah, I let go of those people. I only let one person in my life who's a spiritual vampire. Uh -huh. uh, I only allow her, when I say spiritual vampire, she, she sucks the life out of me. And that's mm -hmm. because... She, she, she asked me so many questions that she does not make herself more responsible for her own life. But because she doesn't have hardly any family or much friends, but she's a good person. She is a very good person. She's just exceptionally needy. Yeah. Exceptionally needy. So I have her because she's a good person. So I only take her calls. I could say this because I know she's not listening or watching. I, could on, I would only take 
her calls one out of every five or seven times. When I have the quality time and the quality energy to share with her or anybody else, then I'll take the call. But when somebody is constant, 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 and they're always filled with bad news, bad energy, it's like, you got you to gotta protect yourself. You don't allow somebody else's crap to, to consume you. You have to make the quality of your life how you should be making it. Uh-huh. And, not, and not allowing other people's karma or decisions to ruin the quality of your life. So when yeah. trying to protect yourself from those type of people, like what would you recommend? Like I know like some people will like create like a white light type of bubble around themselves. I um, say a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> Hand grenade, uh, M80s, uh, you know. No, um, you, you literally, you just pray for the white light. Each day I, I ask my angels to intervene into my life. And this is the prayer that I say. I call upon all my loving guardian angels in the Holy Spirit. Thank you very much for intervening into my life today. Thank you for blessing me with peace, love, serenity, and balance. Thank you for keeping true love strong in my life. And thank you for bringing prosperity into my life. In the name of the Holy Spirit, amen. And thank you for all your white light, love, and protection. And I go out there. And then when if crap hits the fan, you know, I don't get overly emotionally zealous in it, or I try not to be. I, on the most part, I'm not. Yeah. So I just know that I'll just say, all right, as soon as there's a problem that happens, I go, okay, what's the, what's the quickest thing that I could do? What's the smartest thing that I could do to try to resolve it? Or sometimes you can't do anything in the moment. You just have to let things unravel itself. You can't overly force everybody or everything to happen yesterday. Right. Yeah, I find a lot of times, in most situations, the less I do, the better they turn out. Right. They'll figure it out, or things will have a way of working itself out. So, yeah. um, so you mentioned that you learned, you went to like a, was that an Edgar Casey type of seminar. Um, so what's your take on Atlantis? Got to ask you because you brought him up. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a take on it. It was a time of the of the uh, world at that point. Uh-huh. With the Atlantis. It was just a time period, just right. like the Stone Age, just like Atlantis, just like, you know, it exists. It all exists, you know. Do you think we'll ever find it? I think it's down in uh, South Miami in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I believe that they already did find um, – where Atlantis has been already. Well, I know that you found some, some underwater structures in different places around the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all a part of it. Wow. Yeah. You know, so yeah, but I don't, I don't get overly consumed. See, the older you get, the more you realize you don't know, the more wiser you become in life, the more you realize you don't know. There's always that much more to know and learn and understand. Right. You know, and then the young kids, they think they know everything. <laughs> you know, I, I, I saw a bumper sticker that once said, hire a teenager while they still know everything. <laughs> that, that's true. That's why I call this, the, the, my podcast Everything Imaginable because um, there's just so much, you know, and it's even impossible to imagine everything that could possibly happen. 
We're I mean, the list goes on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You know, but so I want to I thank you very much for having me on your show. Thank you. And I just want everyone to know that, you know, if they need answers within their life, whether it be business, personal, medical, love life, um, business, um, if you want to connect to a loved one in heaven, uh, I also do pets. And, um, you know, if your heart needs healing, if you need direction in your life, if you feel lost, give me a call and I'll explain what my rates are and, and about my sessions. You know, I also do parties. I call them arty parties. And I go to people's homes and I read for their friends and family. And I do phone readings. I'm just as accurate over the phone as I am in person. And That's I have a cool. book out. And I have a book out called Angels and Answers. And you can go to my website, artiehoffman.com. Or you can email me, artiehoffman at gmail. But if you want to order the book, you go to amazon.com or artiehoffman.com. And it's, again, it's called Angels and Answers. And if you want a private reading with me, you call me at 732-778-7173. And I'll repeat it, 732-778-7173. You could call me or text me. We could, you know, you, I'll explain to you my rates, how I operate, and we'll set up a time and date. Yeah. Now, I'm also going to include all that information in the notes of this podcast. So if people don't have a pen or a paper to write all that down, they can just go to the show, go to the notes, and it'll all be there. Cool. Awesome. Very. Well, thanks for coming on, Artie. This is well, great. thank you very much. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Hopefully, I was able to share some light in your life. Absolutely. You, you, you definitely did. Thank you very okay. much for, for that message from my father. Good, good. And, and for everyone else listening, too. Yes. All right, my friend. You stay well and take care of yourself. You, too. Thanks. All right, take All right. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable. Please like and review this podcast on whatever platform you are using. It helps this podcast move up in the ranks and easier for people to find. Also, tell your friends, family, co-workers, and even that weird uncle. Until it be that weird uncle. If anyone wants to be a guest, you can email me at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My website is www.everythingimaginable2020.com. On Patreon, is patreon.com forward slash everythingimaginable. You can make a donation to support this podcast. Remember, everything that is was first imagined. Thank you for listening, and see you next week. You know, yes, you can also buy my book, Enlightenment Guarantee, the only book on Zen you'll ever need. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, and paperback.